Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. There are seasons in the news and broadcast news when I am uh, watching things go on. And it is as though the producers of that news program have heard one of my talks and have specifically put the news together to illustrate my talk. (laughs) Of course, I know that's not true, but I do a talk, for example, called 10 Signs of a Leadership Crash. And this talk comes out of my experience as a leadership consultant and a communications consultant uh, where we developed for a season and still still are very much in, in the in the full thrush of having an expertise in which we help companies that have experienced leadership crashes. We help the leaders themselves, the CEOs, the generals, uh, what have you, uh, who have had leadership crashes. And uh, we uh, help rebuild the company, help rebuild the, the individual leader and often help deal with the public problems, the publicity problems that come from these crashes. I've told you before in this podcast that years ago, in the midst of doing this work, I decided that in addition to helping and serving and you know working for companies and doing this part of our business, which I care very much about because it really is about people doing damage to each other and doing damage to companies and to the nation, and I like helping to fix it, I decided years ago to pay attention to what the syndromes were that led to great leadership crashes. Now, you know what a leadership crash is. You see it all the time. Uh, the CEO runs off with the money and the secretary uh, General Petraeus, the highest-ranking military man in our country, uh, you know, has an affair with a reporter and does some things he ought not do. Um, the, the congressman, the senator, abuses privileges and ends up with a crash. I could go on and on and on. We see them all the time. They're in the headlines all the time. And our firm specializes in a number of areas, but one of them is these leadership crashes. Uh, we work to fix them after they've happened. Uh, we work to help prevent them in companies. Uh, we work to help restore the individuals and help the company uh, reestablish its brand after the crash. And what is fascinating to me is the way that uh, what's going on in the news now and some of the major stories in the news now fit very much the signs of the leadership crash that we teach. Now, this is always the case, but seldom has it been more pronounced than now. It's even fascinating to work in this field and to look at the current slate of presidential candidates. Because normally, when you work in this field, when you know what it is that leads to leadership crashes, you can anticipate what's coming. You can see the problems. Uh, For example, one of the things we don't often talk about in politics, uh, we tend to talk about it more in terms of uh, people's hearts and their families and their marriages and so on. But one of the things we really talk about in politics is bitterness. But one of the greatest factors to lead to a crash of a leader is that he or she is bitter of soul, that this bitterness has tainted them permanently, and that it leads them to all the things you hear psychologists talking about from self-medicating, which leads to addictions. In other words, they get drunk a lot, they get high a lot, they're sex addicts, they're porn addicts, whatever. Um, Or uh, perhaps they are power-crazed people Uh, or they make stupid decisions because they're more interested in being vindictive than being productive. I know a lot of people like that. But we are definitely at a time when it has become popular to, to celebrate and honor the bitterness of certain leaders. 
We, we actually like the idea that a political leader might get up and be bitter about a certain class of people within our society and be personally bitter about treatment they've received and uh, use that as a political force. Uh, but, but I'm telling you that bitterness always weakens, bitterness always deforms, bitterness becomes something of, a, of, a, of an emotional and a, and a moral and a spiritual stronghold, and bitterness usually leads to a leadership crash because the individual becomes dim of vision, they become tortured in their soul, and they make stupid decisions. The classic example in American politics of a person who surrendered his soul to bitterness and even though he was a brilliant man, had a horrible crash, was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was an extremely bitter man. We now have tapes of his private conversations, and he would spew for hours about his enemies, and he would make enemies lists, and he would go after people, and he would sometimes even merge in people who had wronged him when he was a teenager and and had maybe spoken critically of his family. He was such a bitter man that his greatness was diminished by it. Uh, this is part of it. This is an important part of it. Well, who do you see on the public scene today who is bitter, who is given to a stronghold of bitterness, whose tone of bitterness is part of their politics? It's not a good long-term strategy. Uh, other, other things that we talk about in this 10 signs of a leadership crash are, are for example, unhealthy versions of isolation, uh, people who have set themselves apart, people who cannot be spoken to, people who cannot be corrected, uh, people who have set themselves above others and see themselves as superior and, and, uh, and, and don't uh, you know, live in sort of an isolation, think of themselves as being awesome, and don't welcome other input. Um, this would without question be Donald Trump. Like him politically or not, the reality is the man was asked recently, uh, well, you say you're a Christian and a Presbyterian. Have you ever asked forgiveness? He said, no, I can't think of anything I need to ask forgiveness for. <laughs> he talks about being special and exclusive. And whenever an advisor gets too close and gives him uh, painful advice, he fires the man. Now, Donald Trump, for all I know, may become the president of the United States. The fact is, I'm telling you, as a leadership consultant, his isolation his anger, his pride are going to destroy him. Uh, one of the things we urge with healthy leaders is that they have a band of brothers. They have a band of sisters. They have people around him, them who can speak the truth to them, who can tell them the truth without being punished for it. Very few powerful leaders have this kind of thing. Very few powerful leaders have people they trust to tell them the truth. Look at what have hap- would have happened in Hillary Clinton's life. Now, again, like her, her, don't. Let's let's lay aside politics for a moment. But she very well might not end up being able to run for president purely because she would not listen to wise people around her who were telling her how to use her emails according to the rules and the laws. She stubbornly pushed on. She got mad. She thought she knew better. She thought she was somehow exempt from the rules. And her entire political career, there's no question she would have been the Democratic nominee uh, had this not happened. She might still be, but I'm saying there's a good chance now she won't. But there's no question she would have been had this not come up. It's the only knock other than her you know, usual personality in politics that people disagree with. It's the only thing that's really diminishing her now. But the polls show that this could actually keep her from the presidency. And why? Because she was proud, because she thought she was untouchable, and she would not listen to those around her. I, in other words, what I'm saying is, as I look at the leadership scene in America, I'm telling you that the, the dysfunctions that those of us who work with leadership crashes, these kinds of destructive, destructive things that happen because leaders misbehave, 
are huge, absolutely huge. Um, I'm working with one right now. I can't discuss in detail, but um, the whole issue of sexual ethics, the whole issue of setting boundaries, the whole issue of a boss not going to lunch with his secretary and, and making sure that that relationship is, is monitored by others and not having exclusive relationships with, uh, with the women executives in the firm and so on. Uh, the, the number of times an affair uh, has destroyed a company, destroyed its value, lost millions, done tremendous damage, is just, it's, it's too frequent to describe. And yet, it's simply a matter of violating fundamental basic principles of how to protect those relationships and thus protect the company. Uh, a lot of what's going on today, a huge amount of it, given the stress of our times, is what I call the loss of poetry, the loss of the motivation, the loss of the dream. Uh, I love the movie Broadcast News in which the actress Holly Hunter uh, plays a television producer. When she gets up in the morning, she tries to see if she can still cry, uh, which means can she feel the pain of the stories that her team has been reporting. Well, on the day that she gets up and she can't feel it anymore, the day that she gets up and she can't, can't cry, she knows that her heart is hard. She knows that she's gotten too jaded and she can't do the job anymore. We have a lot of burned out, jaded people who can't feel anymore who, are, who have become hardened, uh, who have become inured to the battle of the, that they're in, uh, who's, who have become desensitized. And when you become desensitized, you no longer can inspire others because you're no longer inspired. You no longer can talk about the poetry and the vision and the excitement of what you get to do, thus motivating others. And many times in that deadness of soul, you attempt to medicate in some way. Everything from Oreos to whiskey to porn to, you know, what have you, other kinds of other times of ventures. What I'm attempting to say is that there are clear and discernible signs of leadership crashes. And what every company, what every culture of leadership needs to do, from a church staff to a school faculty to uh, the, the, the team that runs a given company uh, to a team of executives, et cetera, everybody, the, the command and general staff, Everyone needs to have an understanding of these uh, dysfunctions that lead to leadership crashes and know these things and pour them into their leadership culture so they can be discussed. In my culture, I want people around me who are able to talk to me about burnout or loss of poetry or bitterness or unhealthy isolation, all the things that we do in this presentation, all the things we talk about, because this is the language of leadership. This is how we check with each other. This is how we make sure that we survive, that we end well, that we prosper, that we thrive. If I could put these leadership crashes just in financial terms, billions of dollars have been lost to American business. Millions have been lost to American churches, as well as people, souls, entire buildings, projects, denominations. A uh, huge amount of, of good that could have been done has uh, been lost to educational institutions. Why? Because of leadership crashes. Because people did not know the signs to look for in the lives of central and frontline leaders. And when the dysfunction set in, they didn't catch it. And as a result, horrible crashes occurred. Think about it. The CEO of a Fortune 500 company today can have an affair or descend into drunkenness or drugs or steal money or stupidly lead the country they lead the company out of bitterness and thus uh, get them in legal get the company in legal trouble and no 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 exaggeration hundreds of billions of dollars can be lost to that company 
People can be removed without benefits. The company can close. Tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of people can be adversely impacted. Why? Because one guy misbehaved and nobody around him or her knew the signs and held them in check and helped, helped them live a happy and a healthy life. And it's, and it's become part of our culture. It's what's going on all the time in our politics, in our corporate leadership, in our military leadership, in our educational leadership. So I want to encourage you to do two or three things. First of all, uh, you can go on Amazon right now, and I think for 2 or $3, you can get our little ebook called 10 Signs of a Leadership Crash. It's a simple little introduction to it. If you have a large company, uh, I want to urge you to have us come in and give this talk. It's a, we do it with a keynote presentation. I do it myself. It's called 10 Signs of a Leadership Crash. This will give your leaders the language and the, the thought forms to think about these issues, to talk to each other in, in these terms, and to prevent the kind of expensive leadership crashes that have destroyed our politics at times and have destroyed uh, even some of our country's biggest companies. Uh, if you help craft a leadership culture, you need to know these principles. But also, make a study of them for yourselves. Watch what are the dysfunctions are. Most leaders are readers of history. What is it that caused destruction? What is it that caused people to fail? Uh, what was it that, uh, that caused the failure of previous leaders in your company? Be a bit of, history, of a historian and identify the signs of leadership crashes in the world in which you work. This is important. This is vital. This is understanding the military intelligence that you need to lead well. And we are here to help you. You can log on to stephenmansfield.tv. You'll see what we do. You'll be able, you'll be able to link to this ebook. 10 Signs of a Leadership Crash, uh, and also you'll be able to contact us if you'd like to have me come and do uh, this very important talk, 10 Signs of a Leadership Crash, and help massage it into your leadership culture. It will make a difference, as it would make a difference in our broader culture if we could get these folks to pay attention to healthy leadership cultures. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and the Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. You can learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv and greatman.us and connect with him on Facebook, and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, performed, and produced the Rockin' Podcast theme song. Be sure to rate the Stephen Mansfield Podcast in the iTunes Store. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.